So, so Michael, thank you. Thank you for, for making some time to come chat with us. Uh, Pleasure. Uh, this is our knowledge series, uh, primarily meant for our network. Uh, I use this platform to educate our network about uh, everything cyber and also introduce new businesses, right? And uh, uh, we'll start off with a bit of introduction from yourself, uh, understand a little bit about your, your business, then we'll talk about how it's all cyber-related and everything else around it. Yes, yeah, sure. So on to you, Michael. Please introduce yourself and tell Thank us a you. bit of yourself, your background, and and obviously the entry to you. Yeah. So thanks for the opportunity to uh, to chat. So yeah, Michael Warnock. I'm the commercial director for Daltry. We're a Sydney headquartered cybersecurity company that's developed the uh, first of its kite platform in the world, focused around biometric digital identity. Um, for us, we see a, a gap in the marketplace where. The traditional approach to multi-factor authentication now is being um, breached. Hackers are getting very clever at stealing credentials and impersonating who somebody is. So Daltry's role is to give our customers uh, the highest level of assurance that the person who's logging in is who they should be. Uh, or importantly, if they're not, they can't get in. So uh, team's grown now to be about 45 staff. Um, deployed the technology in Australian government as our first customer, which is quite unique for a startup at the time. We, we certainly see ourselves now in that scale-up phase of our growth. Um, critical national infrastructure customers, consulting, etc. So very much an enterprise-level solution for us. And um, as I said, yeah, first of its type. Um, great Australian technology, all about securing Australian businesses. And we're scaling rapidly. And 2023 gives us a great opportunity to have footprint into Europe and America. And you get to travel too, huh? <laughs> yeah, and as we were chatting about earlier, the, the, the world has come back. We're, uh, we're able to get on planes again and, and go and meet people. As, uh, I have a confession to make. I've stolen one of your slides. I don't use it, but I say it. Where you say, hackers don't hack, they log in. I love it. It's, it's, that's it. And I use that uh, in my, my meetings. So can you tell us a little bit more uh, about taking that as a standpoint that hackers don't act, they just log in. Uh, what's that problem, you know, and how are you solving that problem? Yeah, so if we look at um, really from COVID, people are now working anywhere, anytime, any device. Um, the challenge for the security teams is to really understand who's coming into the network. Uh, about naming names, the last six weeks has been pretty interesting in Australia. Uh, a number of breaches have occurred because of a stolen credential. So the notion of hackers don't hack, they log in is very apt. They're stealing credentials. Uh, people are being fished. They're purchasing these on the dark web and they're impersonating somebody to log into the network. And as I touched on earlier, multi-factor authentication nowadays um, isn't giving the, the security controls that it needs. So Daltry's proposition is very much around the creation of a biometric digital identity. That allows the user, for instance, through facial verification to prove who they are at point of logging in. You've only got one face. It's yours. It's unique to you. So why not use that? So that's our proposition to be able to... How does it work if there are twins? <laughs> um, everyone has a very unique pattern. So the biometric algorithm that we use, if we were to bring your face into a adultery ID, we measure about 400 different points of your, of your face. So even you may be identical there will be some intricacies that are unique to you. So we've got a very powerful platform now to be able to securely create that digital identity 
uh, encrypted and allow that to be used as the trusted credential. What it also allows is the user to get away from passwords. Passwords are a frustration for everybody. So the ability for you to, via a selfie, in its simplest form, prove who you are when you're logging in is a very powerful and great Australian innovation. So how is it different to Face ID? Face ID, if you look at um, it from a, a, a technical perspective, the difference between what Daltry does and Face ID, when you're creating your digital identity, we actually use a document source. So maybe a, um, a driver's license or a passport or even a staff ID card as a source of truth for the person who's bringing in their digital identity. So we extract some of the, um, the imagery from that document and we match that to the credential. When you're setting up your face ID, for instance, on, a, on an Apple phone, if your phone was open, I could actually put my face ID onto your phone. Correct. So the binding of what we call the credential attributes to the individual is, is the difference between what Daltry does. So the credential when it's created is assured to be assigned to the person who is, is creating it. That's our difference. Beautiful, beautiful. So you said you're designed for enterprise level customers, right? Uh, which is obvious that, you know, the larger the organization, the more the number of people, the more the number of risk and entry points. So how does, how, how does your product meet small to, business, small to medium business requirement? So for us, we certainly see that as a market for us um, in time. Um, right now, obviously, there's a lot of focus around compliance and regulatory cyber controls. So that's where we've naturally focused our initial attention as we've scaled into market. Uh, we're now talking to organizations of 50 to 200 staff who've really developed interesting IP that they need to protect. At the end of the day, the hackers want one thing, and that's data. The personal data, business data, financial data, et cetera. So over time, we'll certainly be able to scale into those areas uh, and support an important market here in Australia in particular, which is that, that SME space. So you mentioned that, uh, so when I log in using Gentry, let's say, do I have to every time present myself through the camera to be able to log in? Is that, is that what it is? So the facial verification um, is at the point of authentication. So if you're starting work for the, 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 the morning, you've got your coffee, you're logging into the network, at the point of authentication, you, you would use the selfie to prove who you are. Once you've authenticated into that session, you're live and active. The beauty of what we've also created is if you move into a particular part of the network where there might be a higher level of data classification, or you might move to a part of the network that you normally may not go and visit, that would create an alert traditionally to the scene. The scene can talk to Daltry and say, hang on, Michael's going into an area where he normally doesn't go. Can we re-authenticate? to make sure that it's still Michael in front of the computer. So time of authentication and what we call step-up authentication as well based on... So that can be automated. It can be automated, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Indeed. It can be automated. Yep, absolutely. But if you're into a session at the start of the day, once that session's open, Daltree's authenticated you and, and you're, uh, you're in and accessing what you need to do. So, so you're basically paying in identity access management space, right? Now, one of the biggest challenges I've seen across, you know, multiple clients is in IDEM is integrating with other applications because 
you know, you've got cloud applications, you've got homegrown in-house applications, you've got other, you know, enterprise level applications on your network, you know, how does, how does your technology you know, seamlessly integrate into all of this? And do you have single sign-on capabilities and stuff on that? Yeah. So for us, there's two elements to Daltry. There's the digital identity that I've just talked about. The second piece of our development is our middleware, and that's where we can communicate to the customer's existing technology stack. So organizations are very averse about going and ripping and replacing. They might have Microsoft. They might have Okta. They might have Ping through OIDC, CENL, so standards-based technology interfaces, we can talk to that existing technology stack, in essence, sitting on top of what is there. So if that customer has applications that are protected behind that traditional single sign-on layer, on-prem or cloud, Daltry sits on top of that tech stack and protects those applications that are sitting behind the single sign-on. So you're basically, you're the first point of entry for for any organization to for a client for a, for a staff member or a third party to enter but yeah i describe us as the virtual front door yeah so who's knocking how do i know who's knocking and do i let them in that's ultimately what Daltrix proposition is about so how do you compare to other identity products like Okta and ping and stuff what is you know obviously they are, they offer a next layer of audit and compliance and assurance mm -hmm. are you are you trying to compete with them or you're collaborating with them? Because I see some places Okta and Ping work together, then different business use cases. How is yours different to them? Yeah, so right now we see ourselves collaborating with those people. Um, it's not uh, uncommon to see organizations that have got multiple IDAM solutions already in their stack, um, government mergers, company mergers, etc. They might have Okta, they might have Ping. So Daltry can sit on top of those platforms. So very much complementary um, and giving, as I said, that facial verification and biometric proof of, of presence is really powerful. So we see ourselves extending the proposition of those, of those organizations. So um, we're technology alliance partners with the likes of Microsoft and Fordrock um, and Okta. Um, uh, one login, how do you integrate one login? Uh, we haven't done any deployments with them at the moment. Um, again, if it's a standards-based connection, if they support OIDC and SAML, then we can natively look at that. Um, given that the technology is our own platform and a project would warrant us to be able to go and secure that, um, that integration, then uh, we'd have a look at that. One of the other key differentiations that we've created with that platform is that digital identity not only allows you to authenticate into what we call logical or digital assets, it also allows you to connect to physical security controls as well. So uh, federal government in Canberra, as I touched on, they're using um, our IRIS modality um, with an integration into a building access system called Gallagher. So the same person can turn up at a building and use facial verification to get access to the building as they do when they're sitting at home and logging in. So that's where we've created the first of its type. It's a converged digital identity solution for both physical and for logical access. Beautiful. The other area of IDAM I've come across is CI, Customer Identity Access Management. Yeah. Are you playing that space? We do. Yeah, look, for us, there's, there's I suppose, three swim lanes. Um, workforce, 
subset of that being supply chain or, or contractors. Um, that's significantly a, a large risk for many organisations at the moment. Um, customer and citizen is absolutely a, an area of, uh, of capability and focus for us as well. Because customer identity is, a, is treated literally as a complete separate pillar mm -hmm. in identity access management, which has a whole set of different types of use cases and, and accessibilities and ease of use and user-friendliness. Like you can ask the staff, you have, this is the only way you can log in. But customers want to log in using Google, Facebook, Twitter, you, you know, right. all the social media handles. Uh, some don't even want to use their email ID to log in. I know Apple offers uh, secure email-based login into third-party apps. Yeah, I can see the customer identity access management space, you know, really expanding and kind of becoming very complex because of too many solutions, right? I go to some websites, I'm like, there are like seven different options of logging in and I'm like wondering, wow, Correct. You know, who's managing all this? And then you're coming on top saying you will be the front door to all of that. You know, how do you, like, can you share a little bit more insight? Have you got any installations or any any use cases in that space? The use case for us is is pretty much the same as workforce. From the perspective from the security teams, they want to ensure that there's the highest level of assurance as to who's logging into the banking app or the health app. Um, with the user, um, as you said, they, they get frustrated. If that interface isn't user-friendly, um, I can unlock my phone in a particular way, why can't I use a same type of biometric to be able to log into my banking app? I know um, organizations now see technology like ours as a catalyst to actually promote product differentiation. We secure, we trust your data, we trust your identity, we secure your identity in the most stringent way, but we also give you a user-friendly way to be able to access that, um, that application as well. So username, password, one-time PIN being pushed out to you to log into a banking app or open up the banking app, scan your face, prove access you're in. I know what I'd rather be doing. Perfect, perfect. So I'll touch upon a different angle here. It just came to me. So there's a lot of talk about deep fake. So you, you see a video, it looks like, you know, Michael or Ajay, uh, and they've used different types of artificial intelligence technology to do that. And it just occurred to me, if you're storing 400 different elements of a facial recognition, that becomes a very precious data, you know, for a hacker to then use, right? You know, what are your thoughts on that? So for us, um, the, the, the standard that we adopt and our principles around biometrics is, number one, you should not be storing any raw image of anybody in the database. So when the adultery identity is created, it's highly encrypted. It's a hashed mathematical table. Um, so that's, that's rule number one. So um, if, the, if the technology that we have inside a customer's organization was breached, we think they've got bigger cybersecurity control issues than, than obviously what Daltry has. Um, so the, the deep fake is an interesting one. Um, the, the technology, um, the, the partners that we have in our platform allow us to do what we call 2D and 3D sensing. So when we create the Daltry identity or when we're using that Daltry identity to authenticate, we're actually measuring, as I said, 400 points of the face, but it's not only 2D, it's actually 3D as well. And we're doing what they call a, a liveness detection. So if someone's holding up um, a photo, 
if somebody's injecting video into the stream um, or wearing a mask, our technology would prohibit that person, one, creating the identity in the first place, or if somebody was trying to spoof that identity, we would pick that up and they'd be rejected access. So, yeah, pretty much the the algorithms that you use as we come back here in Australia into the e-game in Australia when we're immigrating back in, the biometric that is used there in those smart gates is, is, te is technically what we're using now for bringing that technology into the enterprise here at Hedraya. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, IDAM has been an interesting area for me personally. I've been involved with some very large, you know, projects in IDAM, uh, uh, myself personally, uh, uh, running for some clients. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 great to see Aussie startups, you know, taking taking the bull by the horns, as they say, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> and, and and creating something unique. Uh, any last comments for our audience in terms of you know, the problem and, you know, what's your, you know, anything you want to share or leave them, leave, leave a thought in, the, in their mind. Yeah, look, it, it comes back to that hackers don't hack, they log in. Uh, hackers are getting very smart about the way that they actually um, attack networks. Um, but it's also important in conversations we have with our customers as well. It's the, there's another element of threat and that's the insider threat as well. So although I use the analogy that we create the virtual front door and we secure that, once somebody's already inside the door, the employee, you want to make sure that they're operating um, as they should as well. So, um, yeah, my call out would be don't only look outside in, make sure you're looking inside out as well. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. So, so Michael, thank you. Thank, thank you for making time. Really appreciate it and I wish you all the best and pleasure and hopefully we can work together. Look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you.